Numerous people have said Ohio State's quarterback room is loaded. Is that statement true? How does this unit stack up against other quarterback units around the country? We're going to answer both of those questions and a whole lot more right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, June 9th in the year 2022, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. On today's episode, we do begin our breakdown of every position on the Ohio State football team, and you know we had to start with the quarterback position. C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown make up a really talented group, and it all starts with a man that is the starter. He is leading this group and helping them, the other two individuals, be the best quarterbacks they can be. C.J. Stroud is someone, a Heisman finalist last year, someone that I believe can win the Heisman in the upcoming season, and he's a quarterback that I believe almost every school in the country would love to have as their QB1 going into next season. Stroud's amazing, man. We were on here last year. We're going to be on here in the upcoming season breaking down this play. I remember last year and us breaking down this play and talking about, man, is he missing something? Man, it sure seems like he doesn't have a quality that a QB1 would have. But then we had to take a backseat and realize C.J. Stroud was simply learning the game right in front of us. He was learning how to be a starting quarterback right in front of us. And so many of us were on the belief or of the belief, oh, man, he's going to instantly get this. He's going to get this way faster than anybody thought he would. No, that's not how it works out. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. That's not how it works out. And we quickly, quickly learned that. Stroud is a quarterback right now as it currently stands, and I do believe throughout the entire season, will be QB1 on many big boards going into the NFL draft. That's because of the leadership qualities that he possesses. That's because of the poise that he has on the field. That's because throughout a game, he gets stronger. He gets, I mean, we saw it in the Utah game. We saw how he kind of went through some things and had some hiccups early in the game against Utah in the Rose Bowl. And then the next thing you know, him and Jackson Smith and Jigba were connecting, connecting all over the field. This young man, he can possess all those things. He can even have the it factor. But Stroud's ability, pre-snap, post-snap, right after the snap, I mean post-snap, yes, but right after the snap, to quickly decipher what a defense is going to do, to motion a receiver or a tight end or, or a running back to help dictate what the defense is going to do before the snap of the ball. He knows what a defense is going to throw out at him after the snap of the ball. Stroud quickly realizes there are a lot of things that I can do with the talent around me to help this team and help myself be the best team we can be. Stroud's arm strength will get tested this year. We're going to see that deep ball. Was the deep ball just something that him and Alave connected on quite a bit, or is it something that he can – connect with a Mecca Egbuka, 
Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Julian Fleming. How will he get the tight ends involved? How will he get the running backs involved? I have already stated I do believe we're going to see a more balanced attack from the offensive from the offensive uh, uh, threat of the Buckeyes this year. That's going to be a large part to Stroud realizing he can't do it all. He it's not going to be last year's offense. And I think Stroud knows that going into the season right now. I do believe the quarterback position at Ohio State is going to start with QB1. RB1 for running backs, wide receiver one for the receivers, so on and so forth. That person at the top is what's going to set the standard. Stroud is following guys like Haskins, guys like Justin Fields, who set that ball really, really high. Of course, you had Terrell Pryor under the Jim Trestle days. Uh, we're going to talk about, talk about Trestle tomorrow on tomorrow's show. We had Troy Smith winning the Heisman. CJ Stroud knows. He hears the noise about the quarterback, quarterback position at Ohio State, what they can't do in the NFL. Stroud also knows it's been a long time, baby, between uh, a quarterback at Ohio State winning the Heisman and where we currently are. Stroud, I do believe, with his arm strength, his poise, his ability to connect with different receivers, he does fall in love with some receivers at times, but he does also know he cannot lock in on one guy every single play and quickly and quickly take advantage of what the defense is going to throw at him because the defense is going to pick up on those trends just like you do. Stroud, C.J. Stroud is the quarterback. I want in my corner, I want with me third and eight when you're needing a touch of first down to move the chains when there's one minute and 15 seconds left on the clock when you're down three points and you can't kick a field goal but you don't want to punt, Stroud is that guy. His arm strength is what you want. His ability to hit the short, the intermediate, and the deep throws from right side, left side, and the right side, middle, and left side. You want this guy on your team. Watch the film. I can talk all about Stroud I want to. Watch the film. Look and see how comfortable he is. Now, Stroud, he does sometimes get some happy feet, like Ryan Roberts from RiseAndDraft.com mentioned, Rise and Draft Scouting mentioned, a few weeks ago, it does happen. Think about your favorite quarterback, either at the college level or the professional level, the NFL. Do they occasionally get happy feet? Do they occasionally uh, start dancing in the pocket when they get a little nervous? Yeah. But I also think Stroud will be a better poised quarterback, more poised than even he was last year, because the offensive line, I do believe, will be better than the offensive line was last year for the Buckeyes. Stroud, the quarterback, QB1, he's my QB1. His arm strength, his arm talent, his poise, the way he progresses throughout the game, how he continues to get better, his leadership qualities, those are all things that I want from a quarterback on my team, in my corner, and I am glad C.J. Stroud is QB1 for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's QB1 in our breakdown. What about the quarterback depth? Is it good? Is it as good as it was last year? Am I comfortable with it? I will answer those questions next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source and our number one source for all our betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, 
all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The quarterback depth at Ohio State continues to be something that we are going to look at immensely over the next few years. I have no plans to leave in this podcast, and I do plan on over the next few years looking at quarterback depth every offseason to discuss what we currently have. Can it get better? Where are the holes? Ohio State's quarterback depth, and I, look, I recently went through the entire roster because I wanted to make sure were there walk-ons, were there guys there that might be fitting in this group, in this unit that maybe we don't know about. Ohio State's quarterback depth this year, I'm comfortable with the talent McCord and Brown possess. The one thing that is interesting, which I don't think we'll get to this situation, there's only three quarterbacks. Strauss, QB1. QB2 is Kyle McCord. QB3 is Devin Brown. Of course, Ohio State does not put out an official depth chart, but that's how I do believe the quarterback depth will be for the Buckeyes this year. It's only three guys. If you think back to last year and even previous years, you had Stroud as a starter. You had Kyle McCord, Jack Mello III, and Quinn Ewers as his scholarship backups. I believe there was a J-Pay J-A or J-P Adronde. I, I I know I butchered his name, but there was at least one walk-on quarterback last year. The walk-on has since transferred. And so when you think about the quarterback depth, you're used to having three or four quarterbacks under scholarship, plus you're used to having one or two maybe walk-ons at that position that a lot of guys don't really know about. The three guys here I'm comfortable with their talent. I also don't think we're going to have a situation like the Buckeyes had in 2014. You started getting hurt and going down prior to the start of the season. In comes JT Barrett. JT Barrett does a phenomenal job in that year, loses game two against Virginia Tech. The next, I believe it was game two. The next thing you know, he runs all the way. He gets injured against Michigan. In comes Cardo Jones. And then Cardo Jones QB3 runs through and has a great three-game run to help the Buckeyes win the Natty. I don't believe you're going to have that situation this year. That's very rare. Um, so I would be kind of weird if I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Stroud's going to get hurt. I think McCord's going to carry us. McCord's going to get hurt. And the income's Devin Brown to help us win the natty. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do believe with what we see and what we know about these two gentlemen, we're going to be we're going to be fine. These are two backups. That is, I that I do believe. If you were to look at other units, other quarterback units in the Big Ten Conference and around the country, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a quarterback unit on other schools that have this much talent there. 6'3, 218 pound redshirt sophomore. Excuse me. 6'3, 220 pound quarterback. He is a sophomore, not a redshirt. Kyle McCord, QB2, and then Devin Brown, 6'3, 205 as a freshman. 
All three quarterbacks are six foot three, which adds, add the height element that Ryan Day wants. But Ryan Day also wants guys that can sling the ball around the yard. The arm strength and the arm cap- capability and the arm accuracy of McCord and of Devin Brown. We got a glimpse of that during the spring game. We got a glimpse of McCord's progression, how McCord has gotten better. We saw sometimes last year he was, I won't say loose to the football like he was fumbling the football, but he did make some bad throws, which did lead to interceptions. I believe there was an interception during the spring game. Of course, that's your first time getting on that field or on a college field, so I'm sure there were some nerves there. I mean, think about it. A hundred-plus thousand-seat stadium? Yeah, buddy, I'd be nervous too. And so there were some nerves there. We got to see a glimpse of that this year in the spring game. McCord and Brown really impressed me. Brown seemed comfortable. I mean, Devin Brown definitely seemed comfortable. For a kid who was technically a senior in high school, he showed. This stage, at least right now, it's not too bright for him. He showed this stage, at least right now, he can rise to the occasion. He showed us everything we wanted to know and we needed to know about a quarterback coming in and saying, how quickly are you picking up the offense? How quickly are you able to sit back, digest, and then take advantage of what the defense is throwing at you? Now, granted, it's vanilla during the spring game, but that's fine. That's perfectly fine. We even saw McCord last year when he got to come in during some mop-up duty when the game was out of reach. McCord was coachable. McCord is someone he's going to go out there, make some rookie or freshman mistakes, come to the sidelines, get chewed out, get coached up, and then go back out there and play the game again. I do believe we should all be comfortable with the backups at Ohio State. It goes back to C.J. Stroud. That leadership quality that he has, his ability, Stroud, to not only lead the guys he is playing with, the starters, but also lead those guys behind him that are looking to him for guidance and to see how he is playing the football, I firmly, firmly believe this unit right here, it's a unit that a lot of schools would want to have. I want to discuss in the very next segment how this unit stacks up against other units in the Big Ten Conference and against other units around the country. And you're going to quickly see, yeah, buddy, these guys are talented. It's rare, I think, that we are in, now I want to say rare, in an age. It's rare to me. Let's, let's just change this really quickly. It's rare to me that Ohio State has stackpiled this, this much talent at one time And we know going into the season, we're comfortable with the backups. They're also backups for a reason. But I'm more comfortable right now with these backups than I would have been last year. Because you tell me you have Jack Miller III and Kyle McCord. Who had the upper hand? Sometimes Miller came in first. Sometimes McCord came in first. Who had the upper hand? Were you comfortable with those guys? I venture to say you weren't. I know I wasn't. No, granted, they're coming in and mop up duty, so it's not like you're, they're being thrust into the role to start. But a lot of times, your boy had a little uneasy feeling if there was if it was going to be a second and four in the second quarter because QB one went down. I I would have been a little hesitant with the way Ryan Day wants to run the offense. A lot of crossing and and passes to open up easy passing lanes. I believe a Corden Brown or quarterbacks you and I can get behind. I believe these guys here take the stars away. 
these are quarterbacks that you will be proud to be buck that you will be proud to say they are a buckeye once they become starters at Ohio State. I also firmly believe there might not be a clear-cut number two right now. Now, I do say McCord number two, Brown number three. That was in the spring. It's right now in the summer. It would not shock me with the way that I've seen Devin Brown via his high school film and also via the brief stint we've got to see from him on the field in college in the spring game and some clips via practice. It would not shock me at all. Wouldn't shock me at all. If Devin Brown says, hey, Kyle McCord, I know you're a year older than me. I know you know Ryan Day's system better. I know you, you and Corey Dennis have a little history. You have been coached by him previously. But, buddy, you better you better, you better, better start working. Hey, you better start working because I'm coming for your spot. That's what I believe Ryan Day wants at this position. That's what I believe Ryan Day wants with these backups, to constantly compete, to constantly be ready, to rise to the occasion. I'm comfortable with these guys. Stroud, QB1. To me, McCourt's QB2. Devin Brown's QB3. Comfortable with them. The only thing I'm not comfortable with, maybe a little uneasy with, is that there is not a fourth, fifth, or sixth quarterback right now. That is it. But as we know, it's not likely. Not likely. Very, very small chance that those guys will get on the field anyway. It's a small chance that Cardell Jones was going to get on the field in 2014. It's a small chance the other guys will get on the field in 2022. Coming up next, guys, it's the unit breakdown and how they stack up against other quarterback units in the Big Ten Conference. You might not be surprised by that. But also how they stack up against other teams, other quarterback units around the country. Athlon Sports recently released their preview magazine. We want to see what they have to say about Ohio State's quarterback unit and how it ranks against others across the country. Stick around. You're going to catch it right here. This is Locked on Buckeyes. Some of you may have recognized that there is a new background behind me. There is the O. It's a block O flag that was sent to me recently, and I am glad that it's, it's a gift, and I'm also glad it's a little bit something different. I've had a plain background for quite a long time, and I'm, I I just can't believe. I am still in shock that this thing looks as good. There is a glow to it. I did not know that the light in front of me was going to shine a glow on the border, the white border of the block O, but hey, man, I like it. I hope you guys like it, too. Ohio State's football position breakdown almost over. How does this unit stack up against other quarterback units around the country. We're going to be using Athlon Sports, their unit breakdowns for our position breakdown episodes. They break down not only every position around the around the country, but also in the conference as well. The only thing they do not do, which I do believe they combine the tight end and wide receiver position. So the tight end is not one where there is a, a unit ranking for them. And so when I do tight ends, tight end will get it. The tight ends will get its own segment, own show. But I won't be able to do a unit breakdown coming from Athlon Sports itself, ranking them against the others in the conference and the others around the country. The unit breakdown for Ohio State's quarterback unit room in the conference. This might come by no surprise. They have the best. Number one, number one ranked unit in the in the conference via Athlon Sports College Football Preview Magazine. Number two, the team up north, 
the team of Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, and, and then Warren Davis. Mr. Davis is a red shirt freshman. Number three in this ranking is Purdue. Purdue has Aiden O'Connell. Then you have a grad transfer in Austin Burton. Aiden O'Connell, to me, who I do believe is the number two quarterback uh, in the conference right now, I would have him over Cade McNamara every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That kid has a lot of juice, has a lot of power, and he is a quarterback that I will – power might be the wrong word for a quarterback, but he is a quarterback that I do believe will be – turning heads once again as the signal caller in West Lafayette. Number three, excuse me, not number three, three was Purdue. Number four, the Maryland Terrapins. Now, you may remember this name, Tungavailoa. Tua's brother, Talea Tungavailoa, is still the starting quarterback in Maryland. Had a lot of injury to the offense last year, which really derailed how successful he could have been also. I mean, Maryland, they're not going to get the best talent, and I'll leave it at that. But they are the number, they have the number four ranked Quarterback unit in the conference number five, Michigan State. Peyton Thorne is still there. Number six, Sean Clifford. He is bringing this unit down. Number seven, Nebraska Cornhuskers with new cup with new quarterback. Oh goodness gracious! Is it Casey Thompson? Yes, Casey Thompson because Caleb Williams is in USC. Casey Thompson's there in Nebraska. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent. But we all know Nebraska's quarterbacks aren't the best. Number that was number seven. Number eight is Minnesota. I do think Tanner Morgan. I do believe Tanner Morgan's still in Minnesota. Seems like he's been there since the beginning of the two of the two thousands. He's been there for quite a long time, and he is just riding this wave out until he has no more collegiate eligibility available. The final. I'm not going to go through every team, but the worst quarterback unit in the conference may come by no surprise. Rutgers. Some of you may have thought Northwestern. Then I fall off at number 13. How this unit stacks up against the other units in the country. I'm going to go 10 through 1 because Athlon Sports ranked number 10 through 1. And I'm going to just help you and realize this unit's really, really good. Number 10 is Virginia. Number 9, Fresno State. Number 8 is, ten, is Tennessee. Quarterback units, this is how they stack up. Numbers 8, Tennessee. Number 7, NC State. Number 6, Wake Forest. Number 5, Coastal Carolina. Number 4, the team up north, the team of Cade McNamara, Jade. J.J. McCarthy and Warren Davis. Yes, they are. I mean, we don't like them. But those guys, that unit together is good, which makes you think they might have a good season. Hopefully not as good as what they had last year. Number three, USC. Now, this is getting interesting because we've heard all offseason. USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, they're going to be amazing. Caleb Williams is a sophomore. And Miller Moss is the backup. Miller Moss is a redshirt freshman. But you have a new coach coming in who's bringing in a lot of transfers. How quickly not only can Lincoln Riley get and use the quarterback, of course, he already knows the quarterback and Caleb Williams got to coach him last year, but how quickly will the other form piece of this offense be able to help the quarterback be the best it could be? This unit with those two guys I just mentioned, they're good. But baby, number three best unit in the country? I don't know about that one. Number two is the Buckeyes. Number one is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ty Simpson is their third-string quarterback. He is a freshman. Redshirt freshman Jalen Mills. Milrow, excuse me. Jalen Milrow is the backup. And then Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, is the current starter. I do believe, I do, do believe, I do believe if you were to ask different publications and people that cover national college football, the entire landscape, and ask them to rank the quarterback units from top to bottom, the depth of Ohio State and Alabama, I venture you would probably get a lot of people to say Buckeyes could be one. 
Alabama could be one. There might not be a collective or unanimous unanimous decision that Alabama's one or Ohio State is one. That's not a problem. I mean, if you're in the conversation, that's great. A lot of people knock and say, well, LeBron James is not the number three player in the of all time in the NBA or number two of all time in the NBA or he's not he's number one or he's not number one. You're literally in the conversation. I say Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, and then I would even put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over uh, LeBron James, and I think there are other players that are just as good, if not better, than LeBron James has been in throughout throughout his career. But he's in the conversation. Being in this conversation is a huge honor. It's due because it's due to what you've done on the field. And now it's time for the Buckeyes to capitalize on the talent this team has, this unit has, and I believe Ryan Day, Corey Dennis are ready to do that very thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens 7 You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Also, something I forgot to mention earlier that I cannot go any further without mentioning right now. Make sure you check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick coming up on tomorrow's show. Now the mock draft is on the 16th, but on tomorrow's show, myself and Jeff Hunt do a little comparison of Jim Trestle and Ryan Day. And we answer the question, which coach would we prefer to play for? That is tomorrow. This is today. Digest it. Take it in. Tell your friends about the Ohio State football position breakdown right here on Locked on Buckeyes. Pass it around. Let everyone know. They check this out because there's a lot of good stuff here, and you'll learn why this team is as talented as people say that it is. Thanks for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth Look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your fine podcast.